0: Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hello, friends, and welcome. I am really glad you're here and listening. Today, we are talking all about appetite correction, what it is, and how to get it, how, how it appetite correction creates much easier and faster weight loss, how it can help you stay in maintenance, and how it can help you stop binging and overeating. And before we get started, just a reminder, you can head over to my website at heatherheinen.com, and Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N.com to get all the detailed info if you are looking to work with me to learn how to lose weight for good for the rest of your life. I have a really unique way of getting my clients to be in the bodies that they want to live in through a process that not only involves how to navigate your daily food intake uh, so you can lose weight while still enjoying foods you love, but also uh, my clients have the added component of the thought work and the emotional work through journal prompts and weekly check-ins with me, a lot of back and forth um, emails. We go deeper into the work required to change the subconscious patterns of thoughts and feelings that lead to self-sabotaging behaviors and and how to change these patterns for good. So if that's something you've been thinking about doing or wanting to check out or thinking this might be a good fit for you, now would be a really good time to head over there and get in touch with me as um, I'm going to be taking new clients here shortly. Um before i kind of like to do these sort of months right before summer um for people looking to kind of you know shed that weight before summertime comes to really get to to feeling good in their bodies before we're kind of putting on less clothes than usual all those sorts of things so now would be really good time to head over there and get in contact with me um If you find a program, I have different uh, plans over there, different programs over there that you can choose from uh, to kind of help out, um, you know, finances are an issue. I try to have all different kinds of ways to make it affordable for everyone. So go check that out. Get in touch if you are interested in getting started with that. So on to appetite correction. Appetite correction is about a process that happens when we figure out a way of eating for ourselves. We figure out what foods for our unique individual needs can we eat that help our appetite really correct itself, and this is where we would feel satiated longer. Um, our bodies are nourished. Our brain and body know it's nourished, so. The brain doesn't throw up all the thoughts about food all day long, all that food chatter that many of us get. And it doesn't throw up the urges to binge or overeat as often or as severely, right? And this is when our appetite is working well. It's when we're eating the foods, certain foods that work for us. We're we're um, timing those foods in certain times for many of us throughout the day, especially as we we start to change our behavior with food and, and how we're eating in order to really correct our appetite so that the brain and body, well, here's an example. We can eat all kinds of things like highly processed food all day long, and we're never going to feel satiated because those highly processed foods, they, they do not create satiation in our body because we're not getting the nutrients that we need from them. So the brain and body still need these nutrients. And so the brain is like, even though we're totally full and we have tons of excess energy within us Uh, the brain is going to be like, no, we're starving. We still need food. You know, we need nutrients. And so you could be super um, full. You could have eaten tons and tons of energy for the day, more than than you need. And you're still going to have urges to binge. You're still going to have urges to overeat because the brain is like, you know, we're still starving. We're still not getting the nutrients we need. So the background of this idea is that we assume... That this is an, ind- an individual's problem. You know, often, you know, the diet industry kind of puts out that we assume the individual who can't lose weight is their problem. You know, the thinking kind of goes like, or we're told, um, you know, you're eating too much and that's why you're over weight or you're eating too many carbs or you're eating too many calories or you're not exercising enough. And so something must be wrong with you because you don't have enough willpower to make these changes. All you have to do is eat less and move more. So, you know, it's such crap with the traditional approach of the diet industry. You know, it's just going to give you one diet after another or convince you to have to take certain pills or supplements or fitness centers or packaged foods, basically giving you these protocols that help us drop weight in the short term but cannot make it last. And I know for a fact, <laughs> I do not believe this is the case. This is not your fault, this is not about willpower. And I just I just think about it, um, and there was a book I read and the author in the book, I cannot remember the name of the book, but the author in the book talks about if you were to go back 100 years and live then, with a very different environment around you, not seeing all the food. And this kind of plays into last week's episode about how to set your environment up for weight loss. But if you were if you were to go back and live a hundred years ago the environment around you was so different, right? You would not be seeing all the food prompts. You're not having the food availability we have today, not having the highly processed foods that are so very difficult not to eat. You know, all the things most of us would probably just do fine with our eating and our weight. Our brain actually does a really good job regulating our appetite. If we are in an environment where it doesn't have to be dealing with hyperpalatable foods, processed foods, foods that are literally created by other humans to make you eat more. If it was just in in our environment today, food is everywhere. And now I'm not saying that all would be perfect back then and I'm not saying everything today is completely detrimental. I'm just saying that there are reasons in our culture right now that contribute to an inability for our brain to keep our appetite under control our brain appetite control center in a very different environment like 100 years ago would be able to allow us to eat not too little, not too much, but just enough. There would be no foods off limits and we would not need to count calories and it would just function like it's meant to function, like it's designed to do. And I'm sure many of you, if you deal with any weight issues or food issues, binging behaviors have thought about how even within the last 30 40 years, if you google and take a look at photos of people like like family photos from 30 to 40 years ago versus family photos within the last 10 years, even within that very short time frame, there's a very general difference in the amount of weight that most people now carry around on their bodies in our culture compared to that of just 30 or 40 years ago, let alone if you go back into the early 1900s and look at photos. So this just just does kind of speak to, you know, our, our genes have not changed, but our environment has. So the obesity epidemic that we have going on, and when we bring it down to ourselves as individuals, the issues that many of us have with overeating and excess of food does come down to the culture in an environment that we are in today, and not necessarily to our own lack of willpower or some flaw within ourselves. And with all that said, you know, it kind of seems like this really gloomy picture. But what I found, and I I, and I've personally um, found it through lots and lots of trial and error. I mean, I'm almost 50 years old, so this, this has taken some time. And um, although I'm not saying, you know, that my way is the end-all, be-all for every person, um, again, I'm always going to repeat, we're all different. But in general, I find that figuring out ways um, to control your, to, um, to help with app, to, to build the skill of appetite, appetite control can be so freeing because once it happens, uh, you feel so much calmer around food with food. You don't have the feeling of, you know, I must have more. i I must have more this time because I'm never going to get it again. Um, you know, and there are still times personally, with my appetite corrected, that I want to eat more and more and more. But it's so much fewer and far between than it used to be. And I'm so less hungry all the time than I used to be. And um, I also have my clients who talk about this as well. My, my point is, is that for many of us, uh, getting into a space where we can learn how to create that appetite correction. It is very, very freeing and it's very peaceful. It's sort of like your brain or your appetite just says no to certain foods or to overeating. And so you don't have to use willpower to do this. And basically once that appetite correction center in the brain is working again, not only do you lose weight, but you can do it without being hungry. And I think that is huge. I, I really do believe this and know this for myself and clients I've worked with, if I can keep them from getting hungry while they are losing weight. And and same for me, if I cannot feel hungry. And I'm sometimes there's a little bit of hunger and that is okay. But I'm talking about, you know, staying away from that ravenous, starving um, feeling, like never getting to that point then it's much easier to drop the pounds I want to drop or to get my clients to drop the pounds they want to drop. It gets so difficult on so many diets because there's so much restriction. And there's also this sort of, this cultural sort of belief that you have to be super hungry in order to lose weight. And again, I'm not saying that a little hunger doesn't happen, but it's like the small hunger that comes in waves and is often more psychological. You know, hunger... um, you know, usually, when, usually when we start to feel a lot of hunger, you know, we can have these signals, but they're not always right on either, because many of us carry around lots of extra energy that our body could live off of for a while. So it's sort of like um, when the appetite is corrected, you don't have that overwhelming hangry feeling that many of us are used to having. When we're trying to diet or get weight off. And again, caveat here be responsible. You know, if you are shaky and dizzy and hungry, you need to eat. Anyway, my main point is that when the appetite is corrected, those almost unbearable hunger sensations do not come on, those urges are not there. And so you are able to take the time to really learn more about your own personal hunger signals and you know creating an environment for your brain and your body to be able to really understand when your body is truly hungry and needs nourishment and when it's had enough and that's a skill set right that's you know if you've been out of tune with your body for a while and done a lot of dieting a lot of restriction and then and or a lot of overeating or binging you know we don't really i mean it took me a while to figure out those hunger signals again those cues that it's time to eat or those cues that it's enough when you, when you get into the space, though, and learn those skills, then it becomes pretty effortless to lose weight um, and to not feel hungry in the process. And really, psychologically, this is so important for lasting long-term weight loss for good. When you have that appetite correction, you're not going to want, you're not going to have that over-desire for food to eat more than what you need. And basically, that's the bottom, bottom line. Uh, I really do think that figuring out some practical ways to achieve appetite correction, well, is really important. There there are ways, but again, this is about practicing. And I always want to give you the very practical tips on how to actually implement these things in your life. So first one, eat nutrient-rich food. Um, you really, really want to look into what are some of the most nourishing foods that you could simply add in to the way you're already eating. So we're not talking about taking anything away, right? No restriction. We're talking about adding some things in to gain more appetite correction. And you really want to gravitate to more nutrient-dense foods. And these are the things, you know, when I'm working with clients that I help them figure out, what are some of these things? And we talk about ones that work for them um, but more nutrient-dense foods really help with appetite correction. And and therefore, the brain and body kind of know that it's getting what it needs and it's going to throw up less cravings and over-desires. And then over time, the more nutrient-rich food you throw in, the more the brain and body are going to actually want and crave and throw up sort of um, these desires for these nutrient-rich Foods. And you may be thinking, yeah, right, that would never happen. But I'm telling you, it does. It does happen. Because when we feed our brain and body these things, it really helps to regulate the appetite even more because the brain and body are now getting the exact nutrients it needs. And the brain learns, Oh, yeah, let's throw up some some cravings for this really healthy nutrient based food uh, because we know it makes us feel so good. So the brain really relearns that. It, It really, as you start to eat those nutrient dense foods, it starts to shift what you crave and what you want. Um, okay, I'm going to add one more, one more thing here. As I know, some of you out there are listening and who have been on a particular journey, like my particular journey, uh, who are over exercising to try to drop weight. And this is a for sure way to disengage that appetite correction in the brain when you are over exercising. For you, it really is the brain is really in a very very stressful state and you know this the stress can be good for us when we're doing the correct amount of movement or over exercising but you know when it's like that acute stress right after exercising or during exercising but over exercising is a chronic stress on the body and brain and any chronic stress is very de- detrimental to our body. And that over-exercising makes our brain think that it's in trouble, and it flips us into fight, flight, or freeze response over, I mean, over and over and over again, chronically. And it gets our sympathetic system um, really working on overtime and deregulates the appetite because there's so much over-exercising and stress going on that the brain is throwing up signals where you need to eat and you need to overeat a lot. And this is how many over-exercisers end up overweight or with those 5 to 20 extra pounds that they want off and they're chronically running marathons and miles and miles but cannot get those pounds to come off. Not to mention metabolism begins to slow down so that now there's no appetite correction. So there's overeating and metabolism is falling down and you know it, your body is just trying so hard to hold on to energy and it's sort of this double whammy. So this would be the second thing to take away from this. Practical strategy, do not overexercise if you wanna achieve appetite regulation and if you want permanent weight loss. Okay, so there's many more little tricks and tips up there to help your brain and body uh, start to learn the skill of appetite correction, but I'm gonna keep it at those two for now. So adding in, so not taking anything away from your diet at first, but simply just once a day Adding in some form of very nutrient-rich food. Maybe it's one food you choose for every meal during the day, and just kind of watching how that slowly starts to regulate your appetite. The other one is going to be do not over-exercise for your body, for your personal unique needs. Over exercising is really going to dysregulate uh, that appetite correction center. So we really, most of us, most of you listening, me included, we're looking for ways to create effortless, um, an effortless feeling around weight loss and then weight maintenance for the rest of our lives to create that healthy relationship with food. We can get to appetite correction or appetite regulation for many of us using many different ways that we can start implement, implementing on a daily basis strategies throughout our lifestyle. So eating more nourishing and nutrient dense foods. So adding foods in, you don't need to think about taking things away yet and then not over exercising. All right. I hope you found something valuable from today's episode. And if you did, would you please subscribe or take the time to click on the five-star review from whatever platform you're listening for or from, and please share with anyone you think could find something useful out of today's episode or from this podcast. I just wanna say thank you for listening and being a part of this space with me and we will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N and get in touch with questions on all things I offer like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services.